0: This is your wake-up call to stop doing things you don't want to do. Right now, think of something you've done recently or have something coming up that you didn't want to do or don't want to do. Now, if you really think about it, I bet 99% of the time you don't actually have to do it. You just think you do for so many reasons, like it would be rude if you don't go or people might talk about you or you can't quit the job you don't like because you don't have other options. But here's the thing. Most of this we put on ourselves. It's our lives. We're in the driver's seat. There are so many ways to not do all those things. I think if we can figure out how to not do the things we don't want to do while still being a very considerate and kind and a good human, we've mastered it. Because guess what? When you're doing things you don't want to do, you're usually not your most awesome self anyways because you don't want to be there. Today, we're talking about getting you out of all the things you think you should do, but don't want to do without being an asshole. Let's go. You're listening to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast, where we're obsessed with life hacks that make your life more awesome. Your host, Lindsay Dickhout, is an entrepreneur and business owner, a mom and wife, and someone who wants to do things over the top at all times. This concept started as a collection of things Lindsay has learned that she was documenting to give to her kids one day, and now it's a podcast. Join us on this journey where we talk about how to be awesome at everything we do. Here's Lindsay. This podcast topic came about from a DM that I got that said, Do you ever feel guilty for not going to a PTA meeting? And my instinct was like, no, like 100% no, absolutely not. And as I was explaining to her on DM my thoughts about it, it made me realize I didn't always think like this and and respond to things like this and make decisions of what I'm going to do and not do like this. And I think a lot of people um, want to be more in that space where they can decide that they don't want to do things and be very polite about it and not feel guilty about it. It's interesting because episode two of this podcast was called How to Be the Happiest Person in Any Room. It was literally my first actual episode because the first inter- the first episode was just like an introduction to what the podcast is. So it was literally the first topic that I picked was how to be the happiest person in any room because I believe in it so much. And the punchline of that episode is basically, if you want to be the happiest person in any room, don't be in rooms you don't want to be in. Make sure... You want to be most of the time where you are, right? So, and and in this episode, I kind of go through my steps. If you haven't listened, I mean, listen, I hope after hundreds of podcast episodes, I've gotten much better at podcasting. But episode two, the, the real trick is when deciding, picture yourself waking up that morning to go do the thing. So I think a lot of things for people uh, or there's all sorts of things that we have to make decisions about that we to that we don't want to do but we say yes because we feel guilty picture a baby shower so say you get a baby shower from like um, a coworker that you don't know very well right so you it, you get the invite and instantly your reaction is oh like you know what you think but then you go down this this whole thing of what will people think i have to go it would be rude then you talk to other people and so and so's going and you make this thing much bigger than it needs to be. I think your deciding process should look like this. Picture yourself waking up on that Saturday morning of the baby shower. How do you feel? If you feel like you are dreading what you're about to do, then the answer is no. Guess what? This is your life. You're in the driver's seat and you're in control. And we're gonna talk about the ways that you can do it and be really polite and kind and not feel trapped to do things you don't want to do, and then move on. We're not going to feel guilty about it. We're going to make a decision. We're going to make the very best decision for us, and then we're going to move on. We're not going to feel guilty. We're not going to think about it later. We're not going to ask people. I mean... The whole theme of this podcast is honestly YOLO. Like one of my favorite things to say to my kids, because I think they think it's kind of dorky slash cringe, but I absolutely love it. One of our good friends, um, the Fishers, the husband, Hayden Fisher, he always says YOLO in just like the funniest way. And so I kind of adapted it from him. And then our neighbors, a little down from us, their license plates are all YOLO, like YOLO one, two, three. And I'm like, that's the best thing ever. Like, what a great reminder. So YOLO is going to be laced throughout this podcast, which if you don't know is you only live once. And I think we need to take back control and realize that your time is your most valuable thing. We know every minute you're doing one thing, you can't be doing another thing. So the first thing we need to do in this process of, figuring out what we don't want to be doing in life and figuring out how we're going to make that happen is to prioritize. We need to get very clear on what our priorities are. What is important to you? And really, what is important to you? I think the best exercise to go along with this is take a blank piece of paper and just start writing. Like I like a full, like a blank white sheet of paper, no lines, nothing. So that way you can draw, you can do circles, you can cluster things, however it works for you but i think if you start with very clear priorities what's important to you not because your friends do do a certain thing or but like make sure everything on that list is actually important to you not because society says or because your family's always done something a certain way what's actually important to you because that's that should be our north star for how you spend your time people say all the time i'd love to do this or this there's just no time but yeah there is. Like, I'd love to learn a new language. I just don't have time. Sure you do. Stop doing other things and then you'll have time to learn a new language. You just have to stop doing things that take your time that aren't a priority in your life and flip them for things that are. And here's the hard part about doing this in this way. When you get an invitation for something, like let's let's stick on the baby shower. The baby shower for the coworker that you don't know very well. That's like a set time. That's Saturday at 11 a.m. So it's kind of like, you know, it's only happens once. So you're more likely, well, all right, I've been wanting, let's do, let's do baby shower versus wanting to get into hiking. Okay. So say on your priority list is like, I've always wanted to hike. I want to, I want to challenge my body. I want to feel fresh air. I want to explore new places. I want to, you know, I want to see new things. I want to take my dog with me, whatever it is for you. That never will have, I mean, unless you sign up for a group or something. But in general, going on a nature hike by yourself with your dog is never going to have a time stamp that you must do it. But this baby shower does. So oftentimes we're like, okay, well, I guess I'll start hiking next weekend and I'll say yes to the baby shower instead. But then before you know it, it's been six months, nine months, and you've never actually started or done one time one of the things that you really have wanted to do because it doesn't have a set time like a baby shower, right? But we have to set it a time and make it a priority in your life. I think the hard part about saying no to things that we don't want to do is it's hard not to feel rude or impolite. But before we get into these tips, actually, I want to make a little bit of a distinction because I know in all of our lives, there are certain things that we just must do. But I think that list is much shorter than we actually think it is. So maybe you're in a job you don't like, but it might take time to get out of it and switch to something else. So for now, maybe you have to do that. Or maybe you have two jobs to make things to make things work, to make ends meet, and that's not what you want to do, but maybe this is a season and this is a period of time where that's just what you have to do to get to the next stage. Or maybe you're just in a some sort of transition time or tricky time or whatever it is. Maybe sometimes things are genuinely outside of your control that you must do or you must deal with, right? Like I've had times where um, I'm taking Craig to doctor's appointments and it's like, You know, it's it's so many, and he could do it on his own. But I, and sometimes it's like two a day. So I mean, by the time I drop off the kids and I do his appointments, like nothing else, I you know can do very very few things otherwise. Um, And Craig could go by himself, but it's so different when I do. I ask the questions, I take the notes, I do the prescriptions. Like I just do it better. So that's a priority to me. So even though I don't. I mean, I mean, I want to do it, of course, because it helps him. But like in the moment, I I have to do it for his overall health. So there are some things that I think are on that borderline, right? So it's kind of like you don't want it. Like you would never wake up and be like, "Oh, I can't wait to drop off the kids and then sit in doctor's offices all day and then go pick up the kids and you know not do anything that sets my soul on fire." But I know that the the health of my family is my highest priority. So therefore, I you know in a roundabout way do want to do it. And I think there are other things that, for whatever reason, we're obligated to do. For our kids, maybe someone's ill and you need to take care of them, which wouldn't be your first choice. I mean, would you rather go out on a Duffy and hang out and have a cheese board and wine with your friends or take some take care of someone who doesn't feel well? Probably you'd rather go, you know, celebrate on a boat. So there are different trade-offs that, that we have sometimes. And I think that there are always going to be things that we must do, that we must do to make rent to make things work, to in, in, in especially in transition times or, 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 or changes. There's always going to be things like that. But I, the point of this episode is to really, or one of the points, is to really help us all wake up and realize that a lot of the things that we tell ourselves we have no choice about, we actually do. And the way we're going to do it is we're going to say no to things we don't want to do without being rude. Here are the tips. Because if, if you can say no to all these things without being an asshole and then you go out hiking and you feel alive, like you've won. You haven't disappointed anyone or if you have, it's very small and they'll get over it and you've you've lived up to a promise you've made yourself to learn something new and to prioritize the things that are actually really important to you right? The baby shower wouldn't make you feel alive and invigorated and inspired or it wouldn't be a 10 for you, but hiking in the outdoors would be. So you made the right decision and you've won that one, right? Okay, here are the tips for saying no without being an asshole. Ready? RSVP right away. So you you set the expectation. I think what most of us do most of the time is we feel badly for saying no. So we wait on it. We're going to think about it. We're going to talk to other people. We're going to think about what we're going to say. How do I get out of it? But then a lot of times we wake up and it's the day before, and now we're saying no last minute. And then that becomes rude and inconvenient for them for their guest count, and you've just left them in ling- limbo. Whereas if you RSVP right away and you say something so kind and you send a small gift, I think it's totally appropriate, right? Next, don't lie. It's first of all, it's too easy to get caught, especially these days. And you're not going to feel good either. Like, there's just no reason to lie. You don't have to give a reason, you know? You don't have to say, well, I actually don't have exact plans that weekend, but I know I only have so many weekends while the weather is good. So I was thinking about going on a long hike and then going and dipping my feet in the ocean, right? Like, that wouldn't sound like a valid reason. You know, if someone is like, oh, this is my baby shower and you're going to go on a hike hike and then put your your toes in the ocean instead of coming like yeah from that perspective it doesn't but guess what it totally is because it's your life and that's your priority so we don't need to give a reason we don't have to say what it is we don't have to lie right and we also don't have to over apologize be grateful offer thanks send a sweet card or a card and a gift and go back to your priorities, you know, like go back to your priorities and make yourself feel strong and confident in your decision. Another thing that I think could be a very worthwhile priority on your list that might make you say no to something is sleep. Maybe you you have decided that you're going to turn a new chapter and sleep is going to be one of the biggest priorities in your life. And maybe you got an invitation to, you know, do something and it starts at 10 p.m. in Vegas, you'll be home at 2 a.m. Like, it just sounds miserable. It's not aligned with your priorities. It doesn't sound fun for you. This is not the season for this. Then listen, just decline it. Make a decision and move on. Staying aligned to your priorities, I promise you, will make you feel more fulfilled. And listen, they have other people going. Like I think a lot of times we put so much pressure on ourselves, but the thing is, is maybe people will talk but you're not going to know what they say anyway. And maybe someone will tell you, but here's the thing. If someone goes to tell you, please do yourself a favor and stop them because you don't want that in your head space. I will never forget years ago, I was talking to a mom friend and she was being so kind. And she was like, this is was like a, a transitional moment for me where I was like, like, I flipped how I did it. It was the first time I've ever done it and I'll never not do it. So she was like, Oh, you know, a bunch of us were at that mom's dinner last week and someone said, oh, I can't believe, like, Lindsay did this such a cool thing for the classroom. This was so, like, great. I mean, Lindsay can really be so, whatever it was, like, she can really be so thoughtful and do these great things, you know, but you can either kind of love her or you could think, and I was like, oh, oh, actually, like, stop right there. I, I love the mom that you're talking about. And whatever she said, or like, I just don't want it to enter my headspace. And I think it's very good to be honest about what things are. And it's good to protect your space and to know yourself. But I know this mom, and I know that she's just kind of like, you know, sometimes she's done it to me where she'll just kind of like chat, chat, chat. And before you know it, I'm like, oh, that wasn't really kind, or like, you don't really mean that. And uh, she wasn't like, in my core circle. So even if she did say something kind of unkind, it it doesn't, it wouldn't be like a big blow to the stomach, but I don't even want that entering my head space. Like why? I'm going to walk away from this conversation and I'm going to be like spinning. What did that mean? Why do other people think this? It's just nothing good comes from it. Also, you didn't hear it yourself. So that secondhand story, even with the best intentions, isn't always totally accurate. Maybe that person who said that about me or what, I don't even know what they said because I stopped her, but when she was at that mom's lunch, maybe her tone she meant it in a different way. Maybe the friend who was telling me the story interpreted it a different way. I mean, maybe not, but maybe. The point is, I'll never know. I wasn't there. I didn't hear it firsthand, so I don't want to hear a secondhand story. It obviously was going negative. There was going to be something negative said after that. Um, like I said, if it's someone in your close circle, of course, you have to protect yourself and make sure you're not... Um, no, like people in your inner circle or ride or die would do anything for you and are caring and wouldn't talk shit on you at a dinner. But if it's, if it's a situation like this, I'm telling you, it's the best thing ever. It's so empowering just to be like, oh, oh, stop right there. Actually, whatever it is, I'm actually okay with. I just want to stay in a great headspace today. And you'll shock people. I do this all the time. If it's something that's going in a negative direction that doesn't that I can't see it providing any value or clarity on anything? Like, just don't need it. Nope. I'd rather, I know you only have so many thoughts, and the headspace that you're in determines the type of day that you have. So, I just don't want to let it in. So, people might talk. You likely won't know what they say, anyways. Or if you do, it'll be a secondhand version of what was said, but you won't even really, you'll never know what people actually think, anyways. And We're living this as a game of one. We know most likely we're on this planet once. YOLO, man. We just don't have time for things that we don't want to do. You have the power and the control. Don't give that control to somebody else. Like we trick ourselves like, oh, well, I got to. I have to. I have to do this. No, like most of the time you don't. It's the most freeing thing. And oftentimes the people that we worry about offending aren't people we really care about or will know in five years. And not in a rude way, not like, oh, I don't even care about them. But like, you know, it's just kind of like if it's a coworker that, you know, maybe you'll switch jobs or like it's just someone like a lot of times we're so worried about what people think of us. And it's sometimes we worry about what strangers think of us. Oh, well, If I don't go, then I'm not in the picture on social media. It'll look like I'm not even a part of that friend group. Like, who cares? Someone that you don't know who consumes that content on social media might think something for a second, which you'll never know anyways, and then they scroll onto something else and never think about it again. That's a reason for going to something that you don't want to go to. Like, that's crazy town. Completely crazy. One other really cool part of this is giving this to other people give other people a pass when they need it, but when you feel okay about it, right? So I, I'm going to use my husband for an example. I'm a person who is like, I love every adventure. I love every school function. I love back to school night. I love all of it. My husband's more like a, hmm, tell me all the details about it. I don't think I want to go, right? So I am very I am, and listen, we've come so far, like the push and pull on this when we were younger was so tricky, but what I've realized is I want a pass when I want a pass, right? Like I love all of his team members and his sales guys and everything. But if his sales guys, if they're all going out to like a dive bar and like some of the wives are going, they're going out at 11 and I don't know, like, you know, I don't know any of them that well, it'd be fun to support him and it'd be fun to go. But I really love going to sleep early, waking up early, getting in all my favorite things in the morning. So, and if it's not something where it's, you know, it's kind of like optional, I love, he'll, he'll give me a pass. I'm like, oh, perfect. Like that wasn't really something I wanted to do just because I don't know all the things and I really prioritize sleep. I love, you know, my morning, all my morning things more than staying out late. It just doesn't doesn't make me feel fulfilled anymore. There was a time when I would love that. Oh, is there a DJ or is that, you know, what is it? And for, you know, season's change. So, one reason is if you give people passes, they're more likely to give you a pass later. But also If we're talking about people in your core inner circle, your family, your close friends, your close relatives, all that stuff, you want them to be happy as possible, right? So, by giving them a pass and not making them do things they don't want to do, they'll be happier. And a lot of times I'll stretch even when I don't really want to. Like, I don't want to go to back to school night by myself. Like, it's mostly couples and it's fun to go together and it's fun to talk about, you know, what's coming up. But for him, We've done it for many, many years. Some years he's more into it than others, but on years when he's like, I like it's been, you know, a crazy two weeks at work. Like it just, that just does not sound fun to me. I'm like, all right, skip it. I'll go. You watch the kids. I'll see you back at home. But it has to feel within reason, right? We don't want to also be walked on to where, you know, if something is really important to you, say it for sure. I've just learned there's no reason to dig your heels in the sand for something that you could really go either way on. So, this to me, again, I go back to my priorities and my thinking and I'm like, okay, well, how important is this really to me? And also, then when I do say, actually, like if he's like, eh, I don't really want to go to that, and I'm like, actually, it's really important to me, he's always like, okay, I'm there because he knows. When it's not that important, I give him a pass. So if I do say, this is actually like super important, I want you there, it's like no questions asked because we have this level of, respect and kind of understanding that we both want each other to be happy as like, not not just happy together, but happy as individual humans on this planet and spending as much time doing things that make us feel happy and fulfilled and as little, as small amount of time doing things that make us, you know, not feel like that, make us feel tired or drained or simply spending minutes doing things that we'd rather not do. So, um, I think that's one of the things, gosh, I really don't do podcasts on marriage because I think that marriage and kids, although I do think I've figured out communication and compromise and lots of lessons in marriage more than raising kids, just because I feel like with kids, the minute you think you have it figured out, then they're into a new age and phase and season. And you're like, oh, well, everything I thought I knew is now different. So I feel like I'm very light on the podcast about marriage and kids, but I mean, Craig and I really used to argue about stuff like this and um now I mean really in the last I mean we've been together for a long time we got married in 2009 we were together four years before that so 2004 we got together so we've been together for a long time and it's been it's been quite a few years now that we, really communicate in a healthy way. I mean, listen, we are far from perfect. I think every couple would tell you that. But we really have gotten in this very good healthy understanding of I want you to be happy and if it's something you really don't want to do, fine. And and listen, if you're if you're say like fine, but you're but you know you're pushing it, tell them like, "Listen, you are pushing it. Like you kind of owe me one, but fine. Stay home, relax, I'll go." You know? I think it's it's just such a happier way to be. You know, even if, even, Or sometimes it'll be something like going back to sometimes we just have to do things in life that we don't want to do, right? I think it's a small percentage of things that we do, but there are always going to be some things that we have to do. And sometimes you just have to take one for the team. And all, you know, one thinking is, well, listen, I don't want to go either, so you should go with me, w- whatever it is, whether it's a social event, something at the kid's school, whatever it is. But the other way of thinking is, well, we both don't want to go. So it doesn't make sense for both of us to be to be somewhere we don't want to be. So I'll take one for the team. And next time it's on you, buddy. You know? So that way it's, you know, because sometimes people are like, well, misery loves company where you would rather be together. And sometimes Craig will be like, all right, I'll go to get I'll go to keep you company. Um, but I'm more likely to be like, you know, listen, this is just something we have to power through. I'll go, you stay. You owe me one, pal. So I think that works and I think that works that this same thing i think works in families it works in friendships it works in all different types of relationships and you know back to friendships I think that it's just so important to have ride or die friends I can't tell you and eliminate the people who don't make you feel who don't make you feel like your best self for whatever reason also man I think this is a whole nother podcast topic I am so I'm so passionate about having friendships and relationships where if something's kind of weird, you're not worried that they're mad, right? So you know sometimes if you just have friends who, maybe you have a friend who's a narcissist or just selfish or always having a problem with someone or something or you or everything, you know how if you text them? Within a healthy friendship, you know if you text someone and they don't text back right away, you're like, oh, she's busy. Hello. You know, you didn't respond here. And you know that it's nothing because you are on the same page. You love each other unconditionally. You'll do anything for each other. You know, no questions asked. That whole thing. That loyalty is there. But with other friends who I feel like can often be more draining friends that we know better, you know, if if they don't text back, you're like, oh, my God, they're mad. They're, and they could let me preface this. This could be get into a little bit more complicated in the way that make sure you're never talking behind people's backs, being impeccable with your word. Because you know how you have that feeling if you've kind of maybe done something that could upset them, but you hope they didn't find out. You're like, oh, they're not texting back. They found out that I told someone that thing I shouldn't have told them. And it like weighs on you, man. So being impeccable with your word, doing what you say you're going to do, being honest, all that All that stuff of just being a good human will make it so you never have that feeling. But that whole thing aside, you know, those friends that if you if they don't text you back, you're like, oh my God, they're mad. What could they be mad about? Shoot. Maybe it was the last time when I was at their house, that barbecue. I left a little earlier than everyone. Maybe everyone stayed later and then they talked about me. Maybe she was mad I didn't stay till the end. Listen, if you have great friends, they're not doing that, you know? Um, I've learned so much about friendships in the last 10 years and so much about being intentional about how people treat you and recognizing if someone shows you over and over that they care more about you than them, that, you know, they're willing to walk on you or it's a convenience friendship when they need you, they're there, but when you need them, they're not. There's a lot of things and and no judgment. Different people go through different stages of life, but I think the biggest value is having friends where that's off the table. Like my closest friends, we talk about things so honestly and we're on the same page and, you know, we're we're t- talking or texting all the time to where that's not even on the table and it's such a freeing feeling, I can't even tell you, to know that they're not going to be mad for no reason. Even if I make a mistake or do something dumb or I'm inconsiderate and I'm just like I'm so sorry. Like how did I even not realize that? They're like it's cool because they know me. They know that, you know, 1000 times I will be considerate and then that one time when I'm not, they're like well it just it's fine. It's so fine because I know you and I love you. Like you don't even just need to say it. We all have days like we're never our best all the time. Like let's move on. It's just not even a thing. Those type of friendships are just like I don't know. They set my soul on fire. I'm so grateful to have many of them. And I'm so grateful to be at a place to where I can realize when something is no longer, no longer serving me in the right way. And I think that I wish, and my reason for bringing it up on this podcast is I wish I would have realized sooner that that's how really awesome friendships should be. Those are really awesome friendships that it's support, it's love, it's unconditional, it's people who remember when you have an appointment that you're worried about, they text you that day, how'd your appointment go? Are you feeling any better? You know, it's like just that deep consideration. And the best way to cultivate these friendships, maybe you have good friends, but you're not at this level, is just to do it to them. Like, do that. Be the best friend you can be. And it, it creates the environment for creating an all-around friendship like that. I... It's one of the greatest blessings of my entire life having those people that support me no matter what, love me. It's and 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 me back and forth, and we literally have become like families. Um, just like me and my me and my friend, but also our families through that whole thing. It's it's next level. Anyways, that was, that was a side note on friendship, but it really plays into this whole idea of all the things we're talking about. It's like, those people are the things that like, even if they invite me to do something that like, wouldn't be top of my list. It's like, yes, because I want to do anything with you. Like I love you so much and I'll, and I'll be honest, I'll be like, why would we do that? But let's go. Maybe it'll be an adventure. Worst case, I'll make fun of you and we'll laugh about it for the next 50 years. Right. Um, I think that Having those people make it easier to prioritize and stop doing things that you don't want to do because you realize if if you're doing one thing you can't be doing something else. So if you're doing something with with a group of people that that make you that don't make you feel great about yourself, instead of doing that, swap it with doing something that's with someone that makes you feel your best, your most confident, your most creative, your most curious, your most silly, your most funny, whatever that is. Our job, it's under our control to decide who we want to be around, what we want to do, what we want to say yes to, and what we want to say no to. And I'm telling you, the key to not doing things you don't want to do is two things make sure your priorities are clear, like super clear. What are my priorities in life? And then make the decision, move on, don't feel guilty about it. And then once you do those other things, like when you know when you would have been at the baby shower, you're outside doing that awesome hike, you're like, God, I feel so good right now. And I'm pretty sure in that stuffy room with the people I'm nervous about that don't make me feel great, I wouldn't feel alive and I feel alive. So it like gives you confidence to keep making more decisions like that because you prove to yourself like, that was a great decision. That was actually a great decision. And YOLO, we don't have time for things that we don't wanna do. You have the power and you have the control. It's just a matter of reframing your mind. The next time you go to tell yourself, oh, I don't wanna do this, but I have to, I want you to seriously question, wait, but do you really have to? Like, really? What would happen if you didn't? What would happen if you didn't do it, but in the most polite, respectful, kindest way possible? What would actually happen? And I think of a majority of times, we put ourselves in this little box that doesn't actually exist. We're in control. We know our priorities. We know that our time is our most valuable resource. So use the tips from this podcast to decline invitations to things that you don't wanna do. Don't over-apologize. Make the decision and move on. Give other people a pass when they need it. And realize that we have so many more options in life than sometimes we realize. So not getting stuck in this trap of thinking we don't have a choice, but realizing we have every choice and every minute is important. Every day is important. We get to choose how we spend our time. And I think that having a very clear vision of your priorities is key and doing as much as possible that aligns with those priorities will give you awesome days, awesome weeks, awesome months, which will lead to the most awesome years. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you. And I'm so grateful for this community and this this opportunity to share positive ideas that make us all happier and feel better in our daily lives. Thank you so much for listening. And I will talk to you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to the how to be awesome at everything podcast. For more info about today's episode and all past episodes, head over to how to be awesome at everything.com where we break it all down. Tell us what you thought of today's topic on Lindsay's Instagram at Lindsay's cloud until next time go out and be awesome because that's exactly what you are.